as we were um, just here in the presence of the beloved, I just, my, I just kept hearing the disciples on the road to Emmaus saying, didn't our hearts burn within us while we spoke with Jesus? And I just feel such a love for Jesus in this space, and my heart is burning. So I just want to sing into the gratitude of that. And I might not sound pretty, but I know y'all sing with me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you. Sing, been so good. Been so I come from a church where people talk back. Uh, sometimes they have full-on conversations with me while I'm preaching. So you all are so well-behaved with your angelic faces and your, and your protocol and everything. I love it. I just want to bring welcomes 
and, and, and greetings from our church. That church downtown is the actual name. It's, for those who are old enough, it's kind of like who's on first, who's on second. Uh, I don't know who's on third. Um, and so we bring you greetings. We absolutely love uh, your pastor and, and now his wife we met. And we just love your church. We had a great time yesterday. And I just, I want to share a passage of scripture in the few minutes that I have. Uh, because what Pastor Matthew described in our church can almost sound like chaos. But it's not chaos. Ezekiel 47, chapter, uh, chapter 47, verse 1 says, Then he brought me back to the door of the temple. Would you mind standing for the reading of the word, if you don't mind? He brought me back to the door of the temple, and there was water flowing from under the threshold of the temple toward the east, for the front of the temple faced east. The water was flowing from under the right side of the temple, south of the altar. He brought me out of the way of the north gate, and he led me around on the outside to the outer gateway that faces east. And there was water running out on the right side. And when the man went out to, eat to the east with the line in his hand, he measured 1,000 cubits, and he brought me uh, through the waters, and the waters came up to my ankles. Somebody say my ankles. There you go. You're, going, you're doing really well. Again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through the waters, and then uh, the water came up to my knees. Some say up to my... Oh. Everyone say up to my knees. I feel like a choir director. Again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through. The water came up to my waist. Say up to my waist. My God, y'all have gotten Pentecostal in like 10 minutes. Again, he measured 1,000, and it came, and it was a river that I could not cross, for the water was too deep. Water in which one must swim. A river that could not be crossed. He said to me, son of man, have you seen this? Then he brought me and returned me to the bank of the river. When I returned there, along the bank of the river, there were very many trees on one side and the other. He said to me, this water flows toward the eastern region, goes down into the valley and enters the sea. When it reaches the sea, its waters are healed. And it shall be that every living thing that moves wherever the river goes will live. There will be a very great multitude of fish because these waters go there, for they will be healed. And everything will live wherever the river goes. It shall be that fishermen will stand by it from Engedi to Glam, and they will be places for spreading their nets. Their fish will be of the same kinds as the fish of the great sea, exceedingly many. But its swamps and marshes will not be healed. They will be given over to salt along the bank of the river. On this side and that will grow all kinds of trees used for food. Their leaves will not wither and their fruit will not fail. They will bear fruit every month because their water flows from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be for food and their leaves for medicine. Going to be seated. I want to talk about the God that is out of control. And I don't mean he's unhinged and he's woohoo. He's not, he's not out of control. He's not, he's out of our control. And I don't want to, I remember, 
And I don't know your background and all the, I've heard some history yesterday and some, some recently, but I remember being prayed for years ago. And I was, I was standing there, I was being prayed for, I was assuming the position, and the man was laying hands on me and praying. And this man didn't know me, and I was going through a lot of stuff, and I was questioning my calling and who I was in the Lord. And as he prayed for me, I felt the weight of glory come on me. And I was resisting. I was resisting arrest. My hands were up, and I felt the power of God. And ultimately, I, my legs buckled under the power of God. And he whispered to me, he said, I wouldn't serve a God who couldn't outpower me. And I was like, I didn't realize this was a wrestling match. But what he meant was, I don't want to serve a God that I can control. Our God is out of control. The water came from up under the altar, up under the sanctuary. Water started proceeding. And if you think about how water acts, water actually is deepest at its source. And it peters off as you go along. Not in this case. The water came up from under the sanctuary. That's why I so appreciated prayer, uh, pray, uh, Pasadena yesterday. Because prayers were being offered up and something was being stirred. And I could sense water being generated from under the altar of the sanctuary. And it seems like as every 1,500 feet or 1,000 cubits, he measured the water was getting deeper. And we love ankle deep water. What do we do when we go to a pool? We, we, we tip our water in and we're like, ooh, that's, ooh, that's cool. That's nice. We can splash in it a little bit. And he went out a little further, and the water was up to his knees. And knee-deep water is a little frustrating. It's enough to say you were in the pool, but the rest of your body really doesn't get wet. And then he came up to his waist. And these, up to the waist is, you know, your nether regions are covered. And you, you're, you're bonafide in the pool. When I was growing up in Brooklyn, um, most of the friends I had did not know how to swim. They were all black. All my white friends were like, you want to go swimming? I'm like, nope. And one day I went swimming, and I went in the pool, and I was walking, and I was doing what I saw in the Olympics. <laughs> and they're like, hey, Gil, come on, man, let's race. I was like, you can probably swim faster than me. They didn't know I was walking the whole time. <laughs> but there, there comes a level of God's presence and his power. And when he shows up, and the waters are, as the Bible says, too deep. That's the God. That's how I want to experience the Lord. We, we started uh, in the pandemic. We had planning center. We had uh, uh, service hosts. We did all the things. And when, when COVID happened, we realized people were, were having a great time in service. They loved the music. They loved the preaching. The preacher was halfway decent. The music was awesome. But we realized people did not know God. That's a very sobering fact. To know that you do services well, but you have not really introduced people to the living God. And we said, we're not doing this anymore. Everyone had gone, we're like, we're gonna start praying. And we started praying. And we, we let everything go. We just said, we want you, God. What? Good is it to have good service, and God is not there. 
Uzzah, uh, Uzzah tried to steady the Ark of the Covenant. The presence of God came. And he's, he's like, oh, man, let's, uh, let's steady the Ark. Because he saw it, he saw it, what seemed to be out of control. And he tried to touch it, and he immediately died. What are we doing in our lives where we are trying to control God? As a church, as families, in your own walk with God, what are you doing? What am I doing that is controlling God? People love it when they come to our church. They're like, oh, this is amazing. This is great. It's like, whoa, this is like, what? do you have this whole thing planned? Absolutely not. There are times when my sermon is literally planned and changed by the second song. And I have things, I make plans, but I've reserved in my heart, we have said in our hearts, we will not outprogram God. We will not control him. And it looks and sounds real sexy on paper. But it's unsettling. We love control. Every time somebody does something, we, we see someone in a church environment and we, we watch them and uh, we see them operating and doing things. We're like, I, I look at my wife and I go, when I was 17, I did with people. And she's like, they don't get it. It's a song by Janet Jackson called Control. That's our secret signal. When I was 17, I did what people told me. But now, that was long ago. But now I'm in control. But that doesn't work with God. We cannot be in control. And letting go of control is extremely unsettling. But I'm telling you, what he tells us here is that if we would let God take control, full control of our lives, of our church, of the people he's given us to steward and to pastor and to be in relationship with, he can do it so much better than we can. I said he can do it so much better than we can. And if we let him get control, if we get, let the waters go to a place where no one can cross, where it is waters to swim in, where it is too deep, where no one can cross, it says the waters will go and it will begin to become, uh, the, the, on each side of the bank, it was fruitful. And where the waters went were healing. I believe we're walking into, and going into days and seasons in America, in the earth, where healing and fruitfulness is going to be needed. And it won't happen when we program God. It'll happen when the waters are too deep to swim in, where we have no control of the flow and the current of the waters. But I can tell you this, there will be fruitfulness and there will be healing. Come on, stand to your feet. I want us to pray. Father God, I pray that we become a people that relinquishes control, where we say our hands are off. It's a dangerous thing to try to steady the presence of God. It's a dangerous thing. It's not even a fruitful thing. We'll get what we want, but we'll never get what you want. And so Lord, I'm asking that you would make us a people that relinquishes control. That you make us a people that is not content to dwell in ankle deep water. That's not content to dwell in knee deep or even waist deep water 
where we can fake it until we make it, where we can give the illusion that even though there's a great volume of water, that we still are calling the shots. But God, give us waters to swim in where you and you alone have control. In Jesus' name, and if you agree, can you just shout amen? Amen. Clear the stains, set the sounds and lights ablaze. That's the measure you must take to crush the idols. Jerk the pews and all the decorations too, till the congregations feel and have revival. Tell your friends this is where the party ends Until you're broken for your sins You can't be social Seek the Lord and wait for what he has in store Know the great is your reward Just be hopeful as you can Sing all you want to, yes, you can. Sing all you want to. Sing all you want to, still get it wrong. Oh, worship is more than a song. Take a break from all the plans that you have made and sit at home and wait for God to whisper and beg him please to open up his mouth and speak and pray for real upon your knees until they blister shine a light on every corner of Till the pride and lust and lies are in the open. And read the word and put to test the things you've heard. Until your heart and soul and stirred and rocked and broken as you can. Sing all you want to, yes, you can. Sing all you want to Sing all you want to Still get it wrong Oh, worship is more than a song Must not worship something that's not even worth it stage make some space for the one who deserves it 
put before my God is an idol. Anything I want with all my heart is an idol. Anything I can stop thinking about is an idol. Anything I give all my love is an idol. Cause I can sing all I want to, yes I can. sing all I want to still get it wrong oh worship is more than a song I will give you all my worship I will give you
coming back. I'm coming back to the heart of worship when it's all about you. It's all about you. I'm sorry, Lord. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made it when it's all about you. When it's all about you. I'm coming back. I'm coming back to the heart of worship when it's all about you. Yes, it's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I made it when it's all about you. It's all about you. generations falling down in worship to sing a song of ages to the Lamb and all who've gone before us and all who will believe will sing a song of ages to the Lamb your name He's the highest, your name, he's the greatest, your name stands above them all. All thrones and dominions, all powers and positions, your name stands above them all. And the angels cry, creation cries holy you are lifted high holy holy forever if you've been forgiven if you've been his name sing the song Your name is the greatest. 
is the greatest your name stands above them all all thrones and dominions all powers and positions your name stands above them all jesus your name is the highest your name is the greatest your name stands above them all all thrones all thrones and dominions all powers and positions your name stands above them all and the angels cry holy all creation cries like fire 
hair like wool. A sword in his mouth. Soon returning king. Spirit of God, give us ears to hear what you're saying to your church. Voice like many waters, feet shod in bronze, glorious, glorious. Jesus, have your way. Amen. We are going, we are continuing to worship. I'm giving you permission to sit down for a few minutes. I'm going to invite the ushers to come forward for our offerings. Now, here's the thing. The next part, which is the offering, if you don't think it is an act of worship, don't give. Do not give to support missionaries. Do not give to keep this church up and running. Do not give to help people in need. Do it only, only if you think it is an act of worship. So the worship is going to continue. Father God, it's even a joke to think that we can give you something. So here we are, whatever we have, whoever we are, we are giving it to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. While they are taking the offering, the next part is the communion. Once again, I completely understand you are, a, you are coming from a very busy schedule and you did not plan this. Our, our God is not out of our control, but I know there are certain things you need to do. So at any moment, if you need to leave, feel free to do so. Don't be ashamed if you have to leave and pick up the kids and you have to go somewhere. Don't feel bad. We are going to be here a little more time, particularly the communion which is going to happen next. I'm not going to rush through it. This is a sacred moment. We are going to receive communion. We are not going to take communion. Receiving is an act of grace. I want you to participate with due reverence. And I'm going to invite the ushers and deacons at this point who are going to serve the communion. Would you come up? Now, while they are taking their positions to serve communion, I want you to know they are the leaders of the church and they have been anointed to be part of what God is doing and in the next season. So when you come for communion, make sure that you are really being imparted upon an anointing.
So make sure that you do it with the reflection. I'm going to read a very, the very popular scripture, as you know. It comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, 23 onwards. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus in the night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup also after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Do this in remembrance of me. Doing what? If I were Jesus, I would have said, here is the bread. Do this in remembrance of that cool episode. You remember I took five loaves of bread and gave to 5,000 people? You remember that magical moment? Remember that when you drink from this bread, when you eat from this bread. I would have taken the cup and said, Tossed it. You remember my first miracle? I turned water into wine. Let's toss to that event. Let's do in remembrance of that cool episode in the gospel, how I started. No. No. That's not the remembrance. And goes the next verse. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Oh, we just heard. We can sing the best song, but we can get it all wrong. May it never be that I will boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. There are so many things to boast of. My theological education, I looked at this audience, at least 20% of them have PhD in theology. We have one of the most beautiful facilities in Pasadena. We have one of the largest pipe organs in the country. Oh, there are so many things we can boast of. But may it never be. You get it wrong. Don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. There is something bigger than all of us are happening. And yesterday we had prayer Pasadena. We have people from different churches coming here, kneeling here and praying. And one other thing that came out about was it's a pure, they said the, the, the history of Pasadena, the history of Pasadena, the first settlers of Pasadena came from Indiana colony. I didn't know this. I was surprised to hear that. What are the odds of a guy from India on the way to Canada stop at a place called Indiana and then after 23 years going back again, them coming here, a 20-member church, people coming here in a 2,000-member church and doing this, what are the odds? This could be, this could be just coincidences which means nothing. Or this could be divine 
orchestrations, which means everything. It is for you to pick and choose, and that time is now. You either believe one thing or you believe the other thing. You either hot or you are cold. Otherwise, you are lukewarm. God is going to spit you out of his mouth. And this is the word, the word we heard, the song we heard is either a judgment it is, or it is going to be the best blessing in your life. It is for you to choose and that moment is now. May it never be, may it never be that you will boast except in the Lord of our, the cross of our Christ, Jesus Christ. As, we come, as you come forward, remember that, meditate that. So this is the instruction. You're all going to exit on your left. We are going to do it in order. We are going to take some time. Left, on your, your left, exit, move forward, take the communion, take the elements, go and re-enter your pew from the right side. Do we get that clear, that circle? Now, if you have difficulty getting it, just raise your hand. Our ushers will reach that, bring that to you. And if you need gluten-free, that is on the extreme side. So I think that I covered that. So make sure that we reflect, meditate as we partake from this. This is part of worship. This is not a separate event. Right 
Body of Christ, broken for us. Let's have this together. This represents the blood he shed to establish the new covenant. Let's drink this together. I'm going